Hi everybody, it's me, Jay, the Friendly Outsider, and I'm here with a new podcast. Uh, you can now find us on Google Play Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Pocket Cast Podcasts, on Stitcher Podcasts, as well as Spotify Podcasts. So if you listen to podcasts, uh, you know, generally wherever you listen to podcasts is where you should be able to find us. I don't know how easy it will be to find, so let me know if you want it on somewhere else and I'll get my podcast listed on that as well. I've been doing this, I've been building the friendly-outsider.com, which is where this podcast is hosted and everything on it. And there you can find links to listen to this podcast, you can find links to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, which I've now made pages for, as well as you can sponsor us through our Patreon link. And when I say us, I mean me, because I'm the friendly outsider and I'm doing this all right from the ground up right now. So, I wanted to talk a bit today about what this podcast is, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of things, because I think some of you are probably listening because you're my friends and you know me and you want to potentially support me, and you know what, I love that, love all my friends, but you don't have to, I won't be offended if it's not your thing, Um, so I want to kind of be clear on what it is, but I also want people who are interested in finding it to have an idea of what they can find on this podcast. Um, so I've done a bit of background. I did the story so far was my last podcast, which kind of led to where I am at in my life right now, which is kind of stuck in Vancouver to some degree, although I'm not actually stuck here in Vancouver, as you can see behind me, is a, is a beautiful place. Um, or for you listeners, you're just going to have to take my word for it. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, my background is I'm Canadian. I grew up in Canada until I was 24, and then I left for the past 20 years. And I spent 20 years traveling... Well, I lived in Asia, in Japan for 17 years, and I lived in Australia for about three years, but I also did a bunch of traveling around Asia. I spent a bunch of time in China and a few other countries as well, and I've seen a lot of the world, and I've dealt with a lot of expats and people from different countries, and it's given me a bit of a different perspective on life. Um, you know, I have, I think, what are these great Canadian values uh, that I'm proud to be Canadian, and for those looking on the video, you'll even see it right above me right now. Uh, you know, I got this in me, but, uh, there's also a lot more to me than just what was Canadian because I, I essentially left um, right after university. I went to Japan and I spent my adult years, my my working years, like learning how to integrate into society, integrating into a different society. Not this one, not this Canadian one that I'm around right now, but Japan, which is very different. And that, and, and you know, and it's kind of like an extreme difference. So I really had to stretch my mind to be able to both understand in Japan, but then to be able to succeed at it, and to be able to, you really need to drop your expectations of what's, what's right, what's wrong, what's normal, what's cultural, and what's not. And um, you know, one of the things that makes me a person yeah, is I like I, to give examples that I think I kind of help uh, focus on the points I'm saying. And so if I maybe have a good one for this right now. Um, but you know what, maybe I don't. I'm actually just gonna keep on going. <laughs> so that's something about me as well. So, you know, one of the things about having left Canada and grown up as an adult in Japan is that, you know, I've always been very proud Canadian. I've always like taken this on as part of my identity and and a very strong part of my identity because I am proud of, and I feel we have a good image in the world and I wanted to spread the values that have given us a good image so as to feed back into that image and also just to, you know, spread my Canadian values so it's a, it's a nice thing all around. But what ended up happening was that spending my adulthood in Japan, I... It's a weird thing, it's hard to explain, but to some degree I feel like the Canadian side of me got stunted at 24, it got cut off. 
and you know, I left and all my friends stayed here and they got married or whatever and had kids and some got divorced and some made new partners or whatever, but you know, and they, they, they became adults and they learned how to be adults here in this land of Canada. And uh, I missed out on that and I was doing it in a different way and I learned different values and different things in that. But of course, I'm still Canadian and of course that's like my core values. So this has led me in recent years to have a bit of an, not an identity crisis, but an identity questioning, I guess would be the best way to say it. I've wondered what what exactly does this mean to be Canadian and you know I you know people would ask me questions about Canada and it's 2020 now so let's talk even like a year ago 2019 people were like you know what about Canada or what about Japan and so I could give an answer about Japan but I haven't lived in Canada since the 90s really I mean I moved left in 2000 but I mean the last time I spent any regular time living in Canada it was still the 90s and so how am I supposed to objectively answer how things are in Canada when you know the internet's kicked in and I mean, the world has changed. It's changed a lot. And so I, I kind of was like a little like, I know that I'm not lying when I say I'm Canadian and I put that forward as a strong part of my identity. But the other side of it is if someone actually really started to pry and question which parts of my identity are Canadian, it, uh, you know, my answers would have to be kind of light because once you start adding any complexity and depth to it, I'd be like, hmm. Especially since a lot of uh, Canadian and Japanese attitudes do have overlap in them. So, you know, it's uh, uh, Japan, if anything, accentuated some of those, those um, you know, the Canadianness in me, uh, you know, but of course there's a lot of different stuff too. I mean, it's so different. So, so that's a lot about what this podcast is going to be is um, I really want to examine identity. What is identity? And I mean, this is an interesting thing. So I'm going to, here's one of those examples. Now I do actually have a good example. So. I met a very interesting fella the other day who I hope to get on the podcast at some point. Um, he has indicated that he'd be interested in joining us, but he lives on Vancouver Island, so I don't know when exactly I'll see him next, but shout out to Yushi Hong if you're listening. Um, anyways, this guy was pretty cool. So he, he had an interesting uh, background. He is um, ethnically Chinese, but he grew up the first 14 years of his life in uh, Brunei which is a small country um, they have a sultan they're a Muslim country the sultan of Brunei and it's near Malaysia it's on the island I, I might be a little wrong on this I believe the whole island is called Borneo although maybe just the Malaysian part of it is called Borneo but uh, it's it's separate from the, the mainland part of Malaysia and and Brunei is a small little kingdom within that and uh, he spent the first 14 years of his life there but what I found really interesting was he, he wasn't a Bruneian citizen um, he was, so he had a, a passport issued by Brunei, it was a travel document so he could leave and go around, but this document actually said stateless for him. So he was a stateless individual, which is an interesting thing because, you know, I think that's easy for those of us who are stated, I don't know if that's the opposite of stateless, but whatever that would be, I think it's, we take a for granted to some degree and I, I mean I say that as someone who's traveled around always like I mean I've always been a proud Canadian but it's having a state is something that we almost all have and imagine spending 14 years of your life your first years of your life not having that and so how do you have an identity at that point when you're you know you and your parents are not of the country and you're allowed to be there indefinitely but they are very clear that you were not one of them. And um, and so anyways, at the age of 14, I'm, I don't want to go too much into his story because I really want to get him on the podcast, but at the age of 14, he moved to Canada. And then between 14 and his age right now, which I won't say, but is, is of a similar one to mine, he spent a number of years living in other countries. He spent a few years in Japan, which is, uh, you know, 
relevant to me and then uh, not even more years living in China and uh, he's got a really interesting perspective and what was cool talking about him is I found like we really both of us having lived in different countries and some of the similar countries we um you know our thought process were quite similar in a lot of ways I thought but you know I asked him I said so do you feel Canadian he hummed and hawed for a minute and he thought about it and he said well I like maple syrup <laughs> And I laughed at that, you know, because it's like, I mean, that is an answer in and of itself. And it, it, it's funny, though, that even someone who spent a significant portion of his life here, I don't know if that ends up being a stereotype or a reality. I mean, stereotypes sometimes are based in reality, right? It's, but either way, it's interesting that that's what he picked up on from that was these, this idea of, um, you know, maple syrup as being something by which one could be identified as Canadian. But it wasn't the answer I was looking for. I wanted to really know, like, it, because I'm trying to identify that, I was like, yeah, but, you know, do you feel Canadian? He asked me, well, what does it mean to be Canadian? Well, there is the answer this podcast is trying to find, or at least one of them. Um, and that is, what does it mean to be Canadian? Not just Canadian. I mean, I'm curious about identity overall. But, you know, being a Canadian, of course, I'm going to work with my own as a point of relevance. But I think that the discussions will feed on to others because you know it's interesting like when you think of um, identity there's different ways you could look at it you could look at nationality or you could look at ethnicity but let's look at that guy actually that I was just talking about so he growing up had neither well he had ethnicity he was of Chinese ethnicity but he wasn't growing up in China and he didn't have nationality so it, it, there's an interesting thing where does the identity come from so then you know and so his identity is it where your ethnic background or your national background i mean really what does national backgrounds matter it's a bunch of lines of people uh, you know we didn't even draw them on the actual ground most of the time they're just like identifiers on a map it's like you know when you're at this location this is where you're on one country and you few feet over you're on another i mean there's not actually a line that crosses that in, between some countries i mean between other countries they are um, and, and as we all know in some countries they're trying to build a one but um so uh that's what i want to discuss you know is a lot of identity so i will be talking to people like japanese people are of course a gimme for me because i can relate to them so well but i want to talk to people who have become canadian and people who are of different ethnicities from myself so you know like uh asians and black people and whatnot but are canadians and or even you know ethnic people different from myself who have moved to canada to find what degree they are of feel Canadian or not so going back to uh, I'm actually not gonna go back to him because I really hope he's gonna be on the podcast and his story is an interesting one so anyways he I just thought he was a good example Xihong, of how um, of what this podcast is gonna explore like the different ideas so um and you know I've met in the past month while I've been here while I haven't yet been doing podcasts I actually have been out investigating ideas um, and talking to people sort of to flesh out some ideas on what I'm going to talk about and uh, I've met some interesting ones like I met an American fella who had spent the last 19 years trying to get permission to live in Canada to become a well no sorry he had permission to be here trying to become a Canadian citizen and uh, it was interesting it was on my birthday so I was out celebrating a little bit myself but he was also celebrating because that day he had just received word that he was going to become a Canadian citizen and this is a man who uh, uh, you know for 19 years he had been trying this he, he had a bit of a different road and he also his name is Walter I hope to get him on the podcast at some point he also indicated an interest so um, 
so yeah, it's these kind of things are, are some of the things I'm going to talk about. Um, other stuff I want to talk about is my reintegration into Canadian society. Uh, now this is an interesting one. Um, there actually is a phenomenon known as re reverse culture shock. It's, a, it's an identified thing, it exists. When people live in another culture for a period of time, coming back to your own has an adjustment period where you learn how to reintegrate into your society and, and you kind of deal with the same things you deal with initially in culture shock, except now it's reverse culture shock, because all of a sudden it's like a place you kind of know. Uh, but as I said, I, I know Canada from the 90s. There wasn't much internet there. I mean, things have changed. There's all, like you could pay for your parking now by, from your phone, like your, your car parking. And this wasn't a thing back in the day and I, I'm sure you can do that in other countries and stuff like that but it's just it's these little things um, and there's gonna be some difficulties now fortunately I mean for me reintegration is an interesting one because it's it's not just reintegration into Canadian society but also into Western society but I did just spend three almost well two and a half years in Australia and I think that actually I think I shook off the, the reverse culture shock in a Western Canadian, or sorry, Western culture um, with that one. I mean, shook it off, I don't know. I think I dealt with uh, most of the issues. Like I was back in the West, I had employment companies. Um, of course, some of those differences are gonna be different, but if you consider like, like the difference between, uh, well, I just tried to show it, but I'm trying to do this in audio thing, so I'm not gonna show it. But if you consider the difference between cultures, let's say, let's say American culture is on one end on the left, and as individualism and uh, and then you put Japanese culture on the right as groupism you know Canada or America is gonna be on the far left Canada and Australia are gonna be a little bit more towards the right but still well left of the center that where Japan's gonna be on the far right so coming back to Australia was such a big stretch back to the West that I even though it wasn't the same as Canada that it's Australia and Canada were similar enough that I was able to deal with those reverse culture shock issues there. But I'm coming into Canada now and you know one thing I'm realizing is that Canada and Australia actually are quite different cultures. Um, more than I had realized and it, but until I came back I didn't have that perspective like to you know because I I hadn't been in Canada for so long before I went to Australia to really give it a proper comparison. So I thought they were very similar which looking from Japanese culture they are. But there are a lot more differences than I had realized. Um, so, you know, since I am talking about reintegration into Canadian culture, I'll give actually uh, an example of the type of thing I'll be talking about in this podcast. It's a, it's a smaller anecdote, but it's an issue that I ran into that isn't something I have ever actually really dealt with before ever. Um, so, I'm a member of a tech community um, because I'm a tech guy and I'm actually gonna talk about that later in this podcast but I re I went to the the tech meetup for this group um, last week um, they do it about once a month in most cities in the world actually with this community so it's kind of nice being someone as a member of that community and I have a, a bit of a name in it I could actually go to these places and be able to meet people and and not just me I mean it doesn't have to have a name anyone can really do it that's in the community but it's pretty cool we have this community and all around the world of people who even though it's a tech thing it's around a piece of software we it's it's a way to meet people it, it's nice actually it's comforting to be able to have a community out there um, so I went to the meetup and I had a good time I met some people and then the next day you know we got a we got a chat channel where you can talk and they invited me into it so I got invited in put on my first comment number one hey guys thanks for last night I had a good time blah 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 something along that lines 
Well, another member of the group who I haven't met in person yet, but uh, he wasn't at the meetup I was at, you know, commented on my post or my comment. He's like, you know, I can't remember exactly the wording he used, but maybe we could not. Guys, is, some of us are, or some people are girls or non-binary or something along that line. And it was like, I've never really been called out for this stuff. The world changed while I was gone. Um, and my reply to him, which is, it, you know, basically it was what it comes down to. I was like, you know, I've been away for 20 years and the lingo must have changed while I was gone because I thought guys was like a unisexual term to refer to both males and females. And I guess, I guess the world's moved on without me is what I put it, which is kind of a little passive aggressive, but I was also taking this lesson to myself. You know what? You can say stuff like that and some people are going to comment. So maybe you should find other ways to say it. Um, cause I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really personally see the issue here but uh you know it doesn't mean i can't change model my behavior to to make other people happy or whatever and i think that's maybe part of the japanese side of me actually maybe it's canadian i don't really know um but either way i put that down and i i just left it and he made another couple comments afterwards you know I, maybe trying to like lighten it up a bit i'm not really too sure like to like i don't know it just the thing was is it you know he's it, like let's make it more inclusive for the, f the females and the non-binaries. I'm like, well, what about me? I mean, I came in and I said hello and the first comment was like giving me crap for something I'd said. It's like, don't I get to be welcomed as well? And I don't say that as a white man. I say that as a new member of the group. Um, and so I actually felt quite put off, to be honest, but whatever. I mean, that's one person's thought and I can, I'll just avoid situations like that in the future by saying, hey, folks, or something along that lines or whatever. You know, maybe I can come up with a good Canadian term for that. Um, but you know, I, I do have to say there actually only was one lady at the meetup the night I went she commented in reply to that and kind of supported me. She's like, I put my hand up as uh, guys being non-gendered or whatever, something along that line. It kind of gave me a bit of support. And so it was, but did it in a nice uh, way and she wasn't Canadian actually. But I was going to say that's a, a very Canadian. I think one thing I'm starting to realize is that we really do manage to, to have different opinions and still get along with each other. Although she was from South Africa. Um, but she's been here for a number of years, I think. I don't know. Getting off topic. The point is, I got called out and that's a bit of a culture shock for me. A bit of reverse culture shock. It's something I haven't dealt with. And so this podcast will talk about some stuff like that. That's a good example. Um, and I'll just talk about what it's like to be around my people. It feels good to be amongst Canadians. And it's not that Canadians... I mean, oh, I don't want to say it's not that Canadians are something special. They are something special to me because I'm Canadian. I think they're also something special to other people for different reasons, but the relativeness, or the relativity, the what makes this relative at this moment is that I'm Canadian and I'm back home and that's what this podcast is about. So I, I am feeling really good being around my people. Um, so one of the things that led me to doing this podcast initially was supposed to be sort of a documentation to start with of my travels around Southeast Asia, which if you watched uh, episode one, the story so far, you'll understand that's not what this podcast is about anymore. <laughs> but um, that was the original idea. But, uh, you know, I've had some time to flesh it out and, and I have a lot of ideas on society, on technology because I'm a, I'm a fairly high-level tech guy I won't go into that yet although I'm gonna talk a little bit about that later but um I am a quite a tech guy I, I and um, 
but I've also I've got these cultural things from having lived in very different cultures and having different ideas on things and I've got I was a scientist in university I studied physics and so I've got like a sort of physicist mind and I've got different perspectives on things and I, I think I'm a non-judgmental person I try not to be and uh, I got validated by that by my cousin telling me the other day you're very non-judgmental <laughs> and so shout out to Katie uh, I love that so uh, I, this podcast, to some degree, I'm going to give my perspectives on on current news or society or issues. Like, I actually would like to flesh out this talk about about gendered talk a little further in a future podcast. I just wanted to relate that anecdote at that point. But that is something I think deserves a long talk and many long talks with many people. You know, as I mean, language always changes; it always has, um, and it always will. And we need to figure out how to deal with that as a society. And that's kind of one of the ideas I'd like to discuss here. Um, and I also want to talk about personal growth. So, you know, after 20 years overseas, I'm coming back. I'm sort of restructuring my life. I'm, uh, I've realized some flaws in me as a human being. And some things that I thought were just eccentricities or even cute. You know, I, I'm realizing there's an, another side of the coin to all those. And, some, you know, at some point those costs come come due and I'm starting to pay for some as I'm older so I'm I, I want to grow I want to try new things I want to do new things that was like why I started yoga a couple years ago and one of the reasons why I came back to Canada and stuff like that so um, I'm gonna talk about the difficulties I'm facing and I also kind of want to talk a bit about depression um, I went through a pretty uh, rough time in Australia and it, it gave me a new opening and I realized how difficult it can be and how alone you can feel in, in the world even if you have people around you sometimes. Um, and so I want people to be able to listen and maybe, if possible, feel a little better about, not about themselves or but feel a little better that they're not alone, that, you know, it happens, it's a thing. And so, you know, I and. So to kind of tie all this together, one of the things that I've realized, I thought it was a skill, is that I'm really quick on my feet. I'm very adept at taking the current situation on something and making a decision. Sometimes without enough information to be able to make what one would be called a, a proper decision. But I have a pretty good um, batting average, I think. I make solid business decisions and stuff like that, and I have good intuition. So, um, but the, so there's always an other side of the coin, and that's actually going to be a podcast in itself, the other side of the coin. I've got a bunch of ideas going around in my head, but one of the things I've discovered is that I have, I'm very antithetical to setting goals. I like to set direction. These are some ideas, this is what I'm working towards, but I like to be flexible, and I think that's a good thing, but you also need to set, start setting some goals. So I've set two in specific. One is a realistic, um, hard goal with a specific deadline. And, my, and with this one, uh, I'm gonna get into this a little bit later, but in my personal life, I've got a project that I wanna get done before, I wanna have the beta ready for the end of March. Um, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit after in this podcast. But the other one, I said sort of a little loftier goal, but I think it's a solid one. And I think it's something that uh, gives me like something where a marker where I can really, if I can get this podcast at that point, I'll feel I've achieved it. And I want to get Russell Pod, or Russell Peters on my podcast. That's my goal. And is it lofty? Yep. And is it realistic? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how she goes. But I think he'd be awesome for it because he is an Indian Canadian. You know, he grew up, he grew up Canadian, but um, he's of Indian descent. And I listen to him on podcasts. And one thing I appreciate about Russell Peters, he's really good at, at projecting being Canadian 
Um, but in a realistic thing, he talks about how like being an idiot in like the 80s in Canada was like basically people felt justified to be racist against you at that point. It wasn't easy for him and, uh, and stuff like that. So uh, I think as far as identity and questions in those regards go, he would, would, would and I'm going to say will make an excellent guest for that. I'm um, sorry to those of you who are watching, I'm going to put on a jacket while I'm talking because it's chilly out here. Uh, and so, that's my goal. How many episodes? Can I do it in 30? Can I do it in 100? I don't know. We'll see, guys. I'm going to try, though. Russell Peters. Hope I can talk to you someday, too, because you're, you're an awesome dude. So, um, yeah. So, I'm going to talk about stuff like that, though, like challenges, like setting goals. It's really, I have a hard time um, doing that as a person. It, it's, and I'll get into more about why that is in future podcasts. But for me... It is something I have a hard time doing, like setting a specific, um, like, defined goal. Um, <laughs> got a little windy and colder in this year, Vancouver. Had to put on a coat. All right, and so the other thing I'm going to talk about in this podcast is, it's kind of weird, it's tech. And I'm going to talk about some stuff will be like introducing tech like Bitcoin to the layman. As Bitcoin is something I understand. Well, I'm going to actually, sorry, Bitcoin is the wrong term. Blockchain technology is the better way to go. Blockchain technology is something I understand quite a bit. Bitcoin is uh, uh, an implementation of blockchain technology. And I'll probably talk about that as well when I talk about blockchain on a future podcast. But, you know, some of these aren't going to interest you. And some of, you know, and I say that for everyone. Some people will be interested in my tech stuff and not the identity stuff. And you know what? That's fair. And that's cool. And some of you aren't going to be interested in any of it. And, well, thanks for listening this far if you got this far. <laughs> but for the rest of you who stick around, happy to have you inside. Um, and, you know, so sometimes I'll be putting up, like, tech presentations I do, which really aren't going to interest, you know, 99% of the people I would imagine who listen to my podcast. But this is what I am. This is who I am. And, um, you know, that doing these tech presentations is something I do. And I want this podcast to, to be an outlet for me creatively. I'm hoping I can bring people together in ideas and thoughts and uh, introduce some people to the issues that I am facing myself so people can think about them themselves as well. And, and we can all, you know, life is a journey. Life is change. Life is, there, there is no end. There's, well, yeah, actually, there is a very solid end. But there's no, like, uh, sorry, there's no end to the learning or the discovery or, or the journey. I mean, right until the day we die, we're still keeping on living. So that's the kind of things I want to talk about. And I want to talk about them with you. And I want to get new ideas. And I want to get cool people and find out interesting ideas about being Canadian and being human and making ourselves better and what that means. And, and uh, you know, maybe discuss some of the difficulties I'm having and stuff. And take it from there. So, as I said, I'm the friendly in outsider, and I'm welcoming you inside, you know, into into my head. And with that, I'm gonna finish it off. So, if you liked what you've been listening to and you want to hear more, do all that stuff: following, favoriting, liking, commenting. Do it everywhere. I'm gonna try and follow it all, and we'll see you later. Thanks, guys.